Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with a Kick. If you're here looking for predictions for this weekend's action, get with the program. That happened last night. You can check out the episode right here. Uh, while you're checking that one out, go ahead and like and subs- like that video, like this video, subscribe to the channel. Go ahead and head over to X and give us a follow there. If you prefer watching videos on there or uh, if you're making phone calls on their app now. We went over that in the last episode, so uh, I don't even care because I will not be using a social media application to make any phone calls. That's just my personal opinion on it. Uh, but we are here to do serious business. We are here to break down what just happened in the midweek Champions League action across all 16 matches. I did that math in my head just now, and... Hey, listen, I haven't taken a, I haven't taken a math class since I was in high school, and that is over a, a decade ago. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm, We're not counting. We're not counting. I'm counting because every year that goes by is another year that's gone by. Ooh. Wise words from Xander, obviously. Uh, anyway, what do you want to just hop right into it? Because I didn't use that in the last episode. Uh, and start with our start with our Group A action here with Galatasaray hosting Bayern München over there in Turkey, and then Manchester United hosting Copenhagen at Old Trafford. Uh, the good news is that I got both of these right. Uh, not as good news is is that you got one of them right. However, it was a perfect pick. Uh, it was the Galatasaray Bayern München match that you got exactly right at three to one, and Copenhagen squeezes out a victory over Copenhagen one to zero. Um, boy, that that I, you know I I watched that that Galatasaray Bayern München match. Uh, what do you think about the Galatasaray kids? I kind of like them for some reason. The strange like half and half of crimson and like a goldeny mustard color. I like them. Um, it didn't help them it's in the match. It's the first time they've had kids like that. So I I think it provides some uniqueness. Yeah. Here. You know, I I really thought Galatasaray were going to maybe get a point. It, it looked like it. It looked like they were playing pretty well. Bayern, Bayern handled the first half pretty well. Uh, but then Galatasaray really worked their way back into it in the second. And yeah, it looked like for a while there that, that, that I thought that they, they would get a point as well. Shockingly, uh, but then then you know it, it ended up being still Bayern, uh, so they ended up going ahead and uh, uh, pulling away there in the seventh. That that double that double whammy of Kane and Musala coming there in the seventy third and seventy ninth. Then Bayern just kind of shut it down after that. Um, so it was it was disappointing from Galatasaray's perspective, just because they they, they could have done better. Um, but, you know, if, if we hop down to, speaking of needing to do better, Manchester United barely squeaks out one there against against Copenhagen, who who is not very good, to be fair. Um, takes them yeah. all the way till the... Go ahead. That honestly, it looked like they were evenly matched. Yeah. The majority of the match. And when you look at the names, Man United and Copenhagen... Typically, this is a three to zero, if not more, type of win. Uh-huh. But it took a Harry Maguire goal to separate the teams. When it's taking Harry Maguire to separate teams, you know you're in trouble. So yeah. it just felt 
it was a good match for being a low scoring. But if you're a Man U fan, you can't feel good about it. No, uh, it, yeah, you don't want to be relying on Harry Maguire. I mean, it, there was a lot of wet, inclement weather this week, this uh, midweek as well, across all, most of these matches. It looked pretty miserable out there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that did play into a lot of it. There was, there was some slower paces this week, uh, this midweek. Um, but, you know, the United sque- squeezed out the three points. That's, that's what you needed there because uh, it, it had not been looking great up until that point. Um, but now you got a shot at it. Got a shot at uh, it, it, the the key one will be their their match. There's their reverse fixture against Galatasaray. That will really what decides it here. This one gave them a hope at maybe getting through to the knockout stages. I don't think they'll do anything in the knockout stages, even if they make it there. Um, you know, barely not beating Copenhagen. Like hmm? Said not playing like this. No, no, not playing like this. Uh, but we will go ahead and skip our way down to. Group B action with Sevilla hosting Arsenal and Linz hosting PSV Eindhoven. Uh, uh, we both got that Sevilla Arsenal one wrong. Almost got it right, sort of. Uh, but but still, in the end, it did not go our way with Sevilla losing to Arsenal 2-1. to one. Um, And then uh, Linz and Copenhagen, Linz and Eindhoven. Uh, PSV Eindhoven drew one to one, which I did have as a perfect pick. One to one. You only need to watch about nine minutes there in the middle of the PSV and Linz one to get the the full uh, gist of it there. And really, Arsenal controlled for a good bit of the match uh, in theirs against Sevilla. Um, yeah, how how did you break down those matches there? Yeah, disappointed with Sevilla. I felt like they played better than the results showed. Yeah. They dominated the ball for most of the game. Arsenal, really, in that short period of time, you know, scored at the end of the first half in the 45 plus three. And then once they went up 2 0, I was like, all right, this game's put away. And then Sevilla scores 58th minute. And I'm thinking this could be another 2 0 type of game where the 2 0 team loses or draws, but. It wasn't. I feel like Sevilla played well enough. They probably should have gotten a point at home. And then, yeah, Lens PSV felt like a pretty solid mid-table French league team versus a top-of-the-table Netherlands team. Mm-hmm. You know, not an exciting game to watch, but, you know, yeah, just watch 54th through 65th minute, see the goals, then you're good. Yeah, it's, for Lens, with their result, they definitely liked what came out of the other match. Because uh, it keeps them keeps them in position to move on, uh, but yeah, not a lot to write home about. Uh, well, not a lot not a lot to tell tell your wife about when you get home from the work factory, you know, because you were at home for lens. Yeah. I have no idea yeah. what I'm talking about right now. Uh, <laughs> we'll just go ahead and move on to Group C. Uh, with Braga hosting Real Madrid and Union Berlin hosting Napoli. You know, I think Union Berlin really came back down to earth here. Uh, they did not look good. It could have been way worse, way worse than than just a 1-0 loss uh, at home. Their fans are still great, but their team is not. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately. So we both got that one wrong because we both thought that Union Berlin would essentially do the opposite of what they ended up doing. Uh, 
and they 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 really broke my, they broke my heart. Uh, whereas for Braga and Real Madrid, I got this as a perfect pick here uh, with a two to one victory, and uh, you also got it right with just a Real victory. Mm. Yeah, the Real Madrid game is very similar to the Arsenal Sevilla game. I felt like Braga played pretty mm. well at home. Real Madrid goes up 2-0, then after the second goal, pretty quickly Braga gets one back. And then they just couldn't get back into the box after that. Uh, so, again, Braga unlucky to get a point, but Real Madrid's just Real Madrid. Yeah, Jude Bellingham sighting. He's very he's very good. I don't know if hey, you know I, I told you he was going to get a goal. I, Jude Bellingham's the man. Jude Bellingham, goal. And... Even though, like you said, Napoli, their only shot on target, they did convert. I do feel like it probably could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, it kind of felt like once Napoli went up, they just kind of sat back. They were okay and content with 1-0. Because Uni and Berlin wasn't really threatening. So. No, it, it they never – similar to, to what you're talking about with Burnley having a lot of pointless possession, it kind of felt that way for a lot of Union Berlins uh, as well. That it was just, it, it was never happening in that one. You never felt like they were going to get something. They were trying very hard, but it just didn't feel like it was going to happen. Uh, then yeah. for Group D, uh, it was the other early match, Inter and uh, Inter and Salzburg, RB Salzburg, and uh, Benfica and Real Sociedad. We both got that Benfica Real Sociedad one incorrect. You both got the Inter and Salzburg one correct. Uh, so that was, you know, the Inter match, it, it was, it was interesting. I, I didn't, it wasn't the greatest match, I didn't think. Um, it was better than the, than the Benfica Sociedad one. But, you know, it's not, not my favorite playing styles in this group. No, I think Inter is lucky to have, come away with 2-1 win. I felt like they were outplayed for the most part. Um, and even just watching the game, you felt like Inter was kind of holding on there at the end. Mm-hmm. Stats also show, like, Salzburg didn't have as much possession, but they did have double the amount of shots on target. And kind of similar to Union Berlin, there were some moments where Salzburg was, like, trying to figure out how to break through. They just couldn't quite figure it out. But... Ultimately, a penalty is what separates them. And then, yeah, the Benfica Sociedad one. Benfica just did not play well, and no. I thought they would play much better at home. And Sociedad, there were a lot of 60th-minute goals that were winners in these types of games. And, yeah, 63rd minute, Sociedad breaks through, and they kind of just held possession from there. Yeah, it really? Like, it didn't really? even feel like Benfica was really trying too hard. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, because you think that with the 63rd minute, you try to, and that being at home, Benfica would try to push more. But Sociedad really did uh, dominate possession. I mean, 62% possession is is nothing to sneeze at for sure. I mean, that's city numbers uh, in, in most of their matches. So, uh, yeah, it's is disappointing from Benfica, obviously, because we both thought that they would win. Um, but that wraps up the Tuesday matches. Going into Wednesday, uh, our one of our early matches, Feyenoord and Lazio. Uh, yeah, you got this one right. Wasn't perfect, but you did get 3-1. And Feyenoord well, did look quite good. 
Uh, and then the other group E was Celtic and Atletico Madrid. This one did play out. Not exactly how I thought, but the result was correct. Uh, with a 2-2 draw there and a 3-1 victory for Feyenoord. Yeah, Celtic, I mean, they came out and they punched Atletico Madrid in the face. Yeah. I predicted an early Celtic goal, but I did not think they were going to hold on. To I really thought once Morata scored to equalize it in the 53rd minute, I really thought Atletico Madrid was going to go on to win it. But then the red card in the 82nd minute really derailed their chances. It felt like after the red card, yeah. they were just kind of, maybe we do just allow this to be a draw. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it, definitely Real Madrid was happy with the draw at that point because Celtic was was the aggressor after that red card for sure. Uh, and this one was really back and forth a lot in this one. You know, the, the, the early Celtic, then Griezmann gets one 25th. Celtic comes right back in 28th with uh, with the Palma goal. Um, oh, it, yeah. It was, it was a pretty exciting match to watch, really. A lot of action. Um, yeah, but that... that that red card really kind of deflated it at that point for for Atletico's uh, purposes, and then uh, and then for the Feyenoord, um, this one Feyenoord really dominated this match. I mean, they were up three 0 and, and Lazio just gets a a grace penalty there in the eighty third minute for the most part. They were pressing after that to try to get something back, but it never felt like it was really going to go anywhere. I was hoping I was one Lazio goal away from a perfect pick. So I was hoping they were going to get that second goal. But Feyenoord, they played like I thought they would. They came out early. They got a couple goals in the first half, and they played up to the billing at home. So, Yeah, it's good Good for them. Uh, makes that – I think it makes that group more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely makes that group very interesting. Uh, but we'll cover that in the preview match for the next round. Because we are halfway through group stages at that point. Uh, then to Group F, PSG hosted, well, quote-unquote hosted, AC Milan. And Newcastle hosted Borussia Dortmund. Uh, PSG not being at Camp New. Oh, sorry. What am I doing here? PSG and Barcelona. PS, PS, PSG and Barcelona are different clubs, if you didn't know. They're different countries, even. I went, I went momentarily insane, and I apologize, and I'll try to correct it in the future. Um, yeah, anyway, PSG, AC Milan at Parc de Prince, and Newcastle at St. James's Park hosted Dortmund. Uh, but, 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 but where are we on this one? Uh, you thought that PSG was going to give up two goals. They did not. And neither of us thought that Dortmund would win, and they ended up winning. Um, yeah. Yeah, PSG dominated. Yeah. It was not a very close game. AC Milan threatened here and there, but the AC Milan disappointed me with how they played. And, yeah, not much to say. It was a pretty solid 3-0. At no point did I think AC Milan had a chance in the match. Thorough uh, drubbing, I would definitely say. Yeah, maybe like when it was still 0-0 at the start of the game, I felt like they had a chance. But, you know, <laughs> once the yeah. whistle blew and it started, it was clear PSG was the better side than a Man City player. Haunting Newcastle, Felix Nemeka, scoring the goal in the 45th minute. Dorman signed him over the summer from Man City, and glad that he got the goal. But yeah, Newcastle, it was kind of an awkward game. They they dominated possession, 
but it felt like Dortmund handled it pretty well. And Dortmund had really good counterattacks and they capitalized and won one Oh, they, they held on. I mean, it was important three points for them because they, they were not good going into that. And that, that group is still, I mean, nothing has been wrapped up in that group uh, at all for that one. Uh, going down to the Man City group, Group G, City hosted, uh, no, sorry, City went to Young Boys, uh, and then Leipzig hosted Svjernitsvedja, uh, and actually we, as you might imagine, just looking at this group, we both got these correct. Um, I actually got it, I got the, the, the Leipzig one exactly correct. I did not call them Leicester. did not call them Leicester this episode. Um, I did not call them Lester this episode, but uh, yeah, these these played out pretty well. City, I feel like City really seemed to struggle with both the rain and the artificial surface that young boys have at their stadium. Um, it it was just I don't know what it was exactly, but City got got it done in the end, uh, took care of business, uh, but it, for a while there it was. Rather off kilter, it felt like. Yeah, the the conditions definitely played into the three to one factor. There were times where it didn't look like either team was very comfortable, even like receiving any pass. Mm-hmm. So they got it done though. Young boys equalized at one point, and then City scored two goals. Holland gets the Champions League monkey off his back. He got two in this one. That penalty was was not very good. It's just lucky that it was slippery and he shot it real hard. Because that goalie had it fully covered. Probably should have stopped it. That second goal, though, like I said in the, in the episode from, from last night, real nice from Erling Holland. Real good hips level. On his weak foot, no nice less. Yeah. yeah, now the Leipzig game, 43 total shots. So this was like an offensive game Pepper. that I was shocked. Peppered. Was 3-1. to one. I really thought with how both teams were playing, it could have been like, a seven to five, seven to four match. Like it really three to one was pretty docile by the end. <laughs> so Leipzig obviously won, but it, it felt like a very high intensity game, which I didn't mind. Yeah, closer than the the score would suggest for sure. There, Svernitsvedia. Not, I mean, looking at the score line, you're like, ah, okay, yeah, that seems about right. But they they didn't look too out of it as far as competition wise. Um, now, will that help them at all going forward in the group? I don't think so. I mean, this is... They, <laughs> and they, you know, they drew against each other, young boys and Spanish failures. So they did each other no favors. You know, at yeah. least one of them you think could get three points out of it and maybe have a shot at it. But yeah, I think this one's pretty much wrapped up already for Group G. I don't see I don't see young boys or Spanish failure winning two of their next three. I just don't see it. Um and then it'll depend on what Leipzig does with their other ones. But anyways, we will finish out the Champions League action with the other early match that we had. Barcelona hosting Shakhtar Donetsk. But this one, I'm actually correct here, hosting Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, because Camp Nou was closed for renovation. Uh, that one we both got correct. And then we both got the Antwerp and FC Porto one correct. Although they... <laughs> He did not make that one very easy to get right. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I felt like... Uh, uh, oh, 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 lost my place. There we are. Yeah. Antwerp, surprisingly, got off to a pretty a pretty decent start there. And then basically we got to the second half. 
Uh, and after, really, they, they were, yeah, after we got to the second half, then Porto was like, oh, right. FC Porto, Antwerp. We know how this is supposed to go. And giving yeah. up four goals in a single half is pretty impressive, uh, really, for Antwerp's part. Yeah, Porto, similar sentiment. At halftime, they must have realized, wait, no, we're not actually playing Barcelona right now. We're playing Royal Antwerp, and we're in Belgium. Yeah. So we can, in fact, beat them. Second half was just all Porto. Antwerp held possession, but then if Porto even touched the ball, it felt like they were always dangerous. Specifically, so, it, was, it was Evan Nilsson's, that's how you say his last name, half. I mean, he got a second half hat trick, which is not, I don't know if you know this, it's not easy to do. I actually did it once uh, in a travel soccer match, and my team ended up still losing. I was very distraught at the end of that match because my team, my team let me down significantly i had like three goals in 20 minutes uh and they lost so you might see xander back out with all fc porto here in the next <laughs> next champions of group he might be on a sabbatical playing for them listen i would do that in a heartbeat because even with what they if even if i took like a minimum salary it'd be way better than what i'm getting now the veterans minimum <laughs> veterans minimum give me that what is it it's like uh Oh, I can't remember what it is for the NBA. That's fine. It's a totally oh, different sport. Like $800,000 in the... I would probably... Million. I might even be like the oldest person on FC Porto. I don't know. I'd have to look at their squad. Uh, I'm sure they have some backup goalkeeper who's older than me, though. Those guys play until they're like 40. Uh, but in they, Barcelona... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Barcelona. First half, they dominated. Second half, it looked like they thought they were going to dominate, and then Shakhtar kind of came out, played a lot better, scored in the 62nd minute. Yeah, came Another one of those two one games where I thought the 2-0 lead was going to be given up, but Barcelona held on. I didn't think they played very well in the second half. I thought Shakhtar yeah. played played how Shakhtar, I thought Shakhtar was going to play. Um, yeah, I think I predicted this one like 3-1 Barcelona. Uh, you had it as four to one. I had it as three to one. Yeah. Um, but it ended up being two to one. You know what? That's still a win on my book, uh, because it's literally a win. Now, as far as overall rankings here for the week, I gotta tell you, your boy kind of did it good. Okay, I was eleven and five this midweek wow. with four perfect picks. So, if you're trailing me, got some. Got some plus money this weekend. Uh, you were eight and eight, so that's still good. Still plus money with a perfect pick. We even out. We even out. Yeah, yeah. Up until this point, we were exactly even. I went eight. Uh, you went. I went nine and seven, and then eight and eight. You went eight and eight, and then nine and seven. But now I've I've kind of opened up a little bit of a lead here. Twenty eight and twenty overall with uh, with uh, six perfect picks. And you are twenty five and twenty three with two perfect picks so far for Champions League action. So, you know, listen, keep it steady, right? Keep it nice and steady, and you'll be doing fine. Uh, but we will be back with uh, the next Champions League epi- next Champions League episode coming up here uh, a little bit later in, in uh, early November. So two weeks, right? Am I right there? Yeah. Not the next yeah, week, yeah, then the week yeah, after. Because yeah. they have to do domestic cup stuff in the, in the other midweek. That's right. That's how that stuff works. Uh, we don't do those episodes because I don't. I don't care about those matches. 
Uh, yeah. But yeah. Any any yeah. closing thoughts here before we wrap it up? You know, I felt like several teams made it made their groups interesting. You know, there were a couple of yeah. groups that I thought could have tipped over towards like we know who's going to win, we know who's going through. But some of them, some results made it more interesting. So Definitely. match week four will now be a pretty solid indicator mm-hmm. of how groups are going to shake out. Yeah, and we'll do we'll do a full breakdown of of group positioning here for the next episode since we're ha- since we're going to the reverse fixtures now. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, go ahead and watch some soccer here later today. Go and grab some coffee first, then watch your soccer. Oh, cool.